Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Ian McKnight. I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're talking about landlord versus investor. We've got 11 differences. Now, this is one thing that I love talking about. Look, the same thing, aren't they? No, they're not. There are landlords <laughs> and there are investors and they are different mindsets. And I actually think this might be a bit of a controversial one. You might not agree with everything we say. That's okay. Let us know about it. Email andrew.nickel <laughs> at Opus Partners. <laughs> Don't, because here's what happens. Anytime he gets feedback, he goes, oh, we'll just cancel the podcast altogether. <laughs> I definitely do. <laughs> so we're going to go through in our mind, what's the difference between a landlord and an investor? I'll take landlords, you take investors, Andrew. So for me, a landlord is often somebody who self-manages their properties, whose primary focus is to go around with the property, make sure the tenants are doing what they do, look over the maintenance, you know, really invested in managing that property themselves. On the flip side, an investor, and you've given me this topic probably because this is probably my mindset, they use a property manager. They cannot be bothered finding a tenant, screening a tenant, chasing up the arrears, doing all the things like inspections because, let's face it, you're too busy with your own life and you're probably not going to do them or do them as well as a professional would. So an investor, a true investor, is someone that just employs a good professional to take care of it. You know, I always think the thing about a property manager that everybody forgets about is the checks that they've got to do on a tenant before they arrive. Things like, like I would not have the faintest clue about how to do a proper credit check on a tenant just because I don't have the right access to software. Can I really be bothered calling up their employer to make sure they've got the income that they say they well, do? Well, look, I never did when I was doing my own management and it went poorly. <laughs> so let's talk about the next difference. And I always think that a landlord tends to buy in the city they live in or relatively close to it so they can self-manage their property. So landlord really wants to be involved in owning that property and digs into a lot more detail. So if you are going to be self-managing your properties, generally you've got to live close enough to that property so you actually can go and do your three monthly inspection. Otherwise, your insurance is going to be void because you need to keep up with those inspections for insurance companies to still pay out. Whereas an investor buys where there are the opportunities lie. So right now, you know, you might say, hey, look, an area like, say, Queenstown, relatively overvalued based on our model. But an investor is obviously going to say, well, there's plenty of opportunities in Auckland or Christchurch, so they buy there. They're not limited to that market cycle. Yeah, so you don't have to just purchase something down the road. Now, that actually comes into number three for me, which is that, look, somebody who's got a landlord-based mindset, they love to drive past the properties just to have a look. Now, I tell you what, I remember when I was a kid, my mum's partner at the time, sorry for talking about this, Ellie, but I remember driving somewhere with him. Mark, hell of a nice guy, by the way. Love him. But I remember driving past some of his rentals around Harwater, you know, and say, let's just go have a look. Let's just go look at it from the outside. Now, thinking back, I mean, we had a great time. I thought it was a lot of fun. But then I think, well, what were we actually looking for? Yeah. You know, and what, the grass is a bit long, you know, they need to mow it. A, so what? B, what can you actually do about it? My dad used to do this. The first property that they bought, he would drive through it past every weekend. I was like, Dad, you're going to get complaints. They're going to think that some old man is stalking them, driving past slowly, looking. And these days, you wouldn't want to do that because going from Christchurch to Rangi Water is quite a drive. (laughs) Now, that compares to kind of that investor mindset. 
where you never drive past. You just look at pictures from the property manager and go, yeah, that looks fine. And I'll tell you a story about the stark difference between my father's driving past and mine. One time with one of my properties, I went to go through, it must have been post-earthquake and I must have been walking through with AQC or something. I walked into the wrong house and started wandering around because I'd never been there before. I know this is the case for me, but let me ask if it's the case for you. Do you own properties where you bought them without even walking into the house. Absolutely. And I think that really is an investor mindset. Now, look, let's be clear. We're not telling you to never walk into a house that you decide to purchase. But if you follow that more, hey, it's an investment. I don't need to be actively involved with it. I don't need to dig into the details. You know, that's where once you own a couple, you might decide that, hey, it's not necessary to actually walk through it. My next one. Oh, this is a good one. And look, I mean, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> a, a landlord's the sort of person who's going to post on Facebook to find out how to fix a tap. <laughs> now, I think if you're so in the details that you're trying to be able to fix things yourself, the, the tenant complains that there's a leaky tap, so you try and figure out, what do I need to replace? So I need a few washers in there, or I don't know, is that what you put in? Do you put uh, washers in hey, taps? You're asking the wrong person and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you're trying to, figure it out by yourself and usually the reason behind that is that you're trying to save on costs you're trying to keep costs as low as possible and you can tell that I'm not a big fan of this because I think your time's more valuable than that absolutely and your mental bandwidth I talk about that a bit on the show like if you're stressing about properties and if it's a pain if you're getting a phone call I remember we were out for dinner with some friends of ours and they had a tenant where something went wrong and we had to go and get batteries. And so I took this friend down to the service station to get batteries, to drive her to the property, to provide them to the tenants at like 7pm on a Saturday. Life's too short to be doing that. Oh, it's just not worth it. Or even like trying to figure out, oh, I've got to Google washers, leaky tap. (laughs) Oh, it's not for me, mate. And then you get everyone's expert opinion. Whereas an investor hires the maintenance people they need to fix the stuff and probably makes this part of their decision when they're buying the house, buying something that maybe is a bit more lower maintenance. And Ed, don't you have a story about no, this? Well, well, it's just that uh, recently maintenance on one property, property manager says, oh, we need to, I think the, there was, what do you call those, wall sockets where the electricity comes yeah, out of? Yeah, a anyway, plug. Yeah, that was coming away from the wall in a rental and property manager says, oh, we need to get this fixed. And I think, okay, you probably do. Just go get someone to do that. Go fix that. Yeah. I still think there should be property managers for your own home who can do all of this. Oh, that would be great. There was an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm with that. I would 100% do that. Get somebody else to manage everything for you. And I just couldn't believe, I got the bill and I think it must have been like $72 $72 an hour for this person to come fix it. I just thought, what great value. I actually think, I mean, some Imagine people, you trying to fix it. You'd end up electrocuting yourself. Oh, I'd need to spend, you know, I don't know how much how much a doctor's bill costs, but I'd need to spend more <laughs> after I'd done that. But I just think sometimes you think things are going to cost way more than they actually end up doing. Now, let's come back to landlords. I always think that a landlord, if you're in that mindset of being dug into the details, sometimes you acquire properties almost haphazardly. I always laugh at this because the number of people who talk to me, oh, well, I've seen a property down the road where I live. I see it's on the market. You know, my property's gone up in value. So, you know, maybe that's a good one. And I like living on my street. So probably tenants will like it as well. And I just think that's not the way you want to... 
go about acquiring your properties. It's a real haphazard way. Whereas opposed, you know, walk us through, Andrew, what does an investor do? An investor is all about the numbers. So they use something like our return on investment calculator and actually compare a property or properties to see what it's going to look like, particularly over the long term. Not just the what it's going to cost today, but what it's going to cost over the next 15 years and just work out what the best investment is. Now we're up to number six. The sixth difference, I think, is that a landlord only adjusts the rent when they're hurting. So when the interest rates go up and they're shocked by those extra costs or they have a a big bill, that's when they think, I need to increase the rent because I've suddenly had these extra costs. Now, how does that compare? An investor is constantly adjusting the rent in line with what the market rent is. Now, this doesn't mean you have to increase it the same amount all the time. There's no rule like $50 every year. It's just working out where's the market sitting and what should I be charging when the renewal comes up. And this is really important, not just from a landlord's perspective, from a tenant's perspective as well. I read an article in the newspaper over the weekend where a tenant had a major increase all of a sudden, and it's just too much for them to handle. Whereas if that had been increased incrementally over time, it's a lot more manageable. Oh, I know exactly the article you're referencing. And now, the other thing about a landlord is they tend to budget based on what I call minimum expenses, rates, insurance, and then if the rent after you pay some of those, if that's enough to cover the mortgage, they're kind of happy. Whereas that's not how I'd usually recommend an investor to do it. An investor budgets on all of the possible expenses. So your body, corporate, yes, your insurance and your rates, but then things like maintenance, because you're going to get that at some stage, takes out things like vacancy, budgets for your accounting costs, budgets for any bank costs if you've got those, everything that possibly is going to come up over time so that you've got a real forecast as to what the true cash flow is going to look like. And I think what this really comes down to is that a landlord, what are they trying to do? Often they're trying to figure it all out for themselves. They're so in the details. They're trying to figure it out and be the master of everything and I suppose maybe they're trying to take responsibility, which you absolutely need to do, whether you've got that landlord mindset or the investor mindset. If you own an investment property, then there is a bit of responsibility that comes to that. But they're trying to be that master of every trade and trying to figure it out on their own. Whereas an investor keeps updated and informed, particularly with all the changes that we've seen over the last few years, but also works with professionals. And some of those professionals are going to cost you. So for example, an accountant's a great one. A lot of people I know sometimes say, oh, I can file my own tax return, which is true. You can. And it is a relatively basic return. But one of Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Poor Dad's key philosophies is get good professionals and use them and pay for those professionals because those professionals are the ones that will actually make an investment work compared to mixing it up because I've seen some terrible instances where people have tried to do things themselves. And you know what? I think one of the other things that I sometimes see of people who have that landlord mindset that you just want to change a bit is that sometimes they just focus on what could go wrong. And you can have 15 reasons why you might not buy another investment property. You might have 16. Oh God, so many reasons not to buy an investment property or grow it further. But I don't always think that focusing on just what can go wrong can sometimes lead you down the wrong path and lead you to limit the size of your portfolio. Yeah. Whereas an investor, 
Yes, they're going to weigh up the risks, absolutely. But they're going to focus on what if it goes right? And that's the right attitude as well. I mean, everything in life has risks, but doing nothing doesn't avoid the risk. It just avoids those risks. You run the risk of not having enough money later on. So focus on the what can go right and then weigh up the risks and figure out ways to mitigate them. That's an investor mindset. And I suppose that really comes down to the fact that, as I said, a landlord is really into the details, the details of everything and constantly worrying about all of them. So that could be your tap that's leaking. That could be that you need to deliver some batteries to the tenant at 7pm on a Saturday night. They're constantly wanting to drive past just to have a look. They're really invested in the details of the property and that can actually hurt them in the end because it takes up so much mental bandwidth. Whereas an investor, they keep calm. And sometimes when things go wrong, they just say, okay, well, what do we need to do to fix this? They look at the big picture and they don't make knee-jerk reactions to what is a long-term asset. And what it really comes down to is like a landlord is focusing on the individual property. They're worried about the property that is in front of them and making sure the tenants are okay and they're making sure there's no damage. They're worrying about lost rent. Whereas an investor, they're focused on the portfolio and they understand that some properties are going to perform better than others over time. They'll replace properties if they need to, but they're really focused on the big picture. They're looking at how this portfolio works together. Now, look, you can probably tell where we're going with this. We really want you to take an investor mindset. We want you guys to be property investors as opposed to landlords. We want you to grow your portfolios and to make sure that property is working for you and working for your life. Now, look, I know there are some fantastic investors listening to the show who do self-manage their properties. And look, I would not consider you guys, I'm looking at you, Angela, a landlord. You've got a great mentality. You're yes. definitely an investor. But these 11 factors, I suppose, if taken together, I want you to make an assessment. Do you have that landlord mentality? Maybe you need to think more like an investor because the investor is the decision maker, the strategist, the financier, whereas the landlord is so worried about looking after their tenants, they're stressing, they're worried about damage, loss, rent, all of those things. And what I really want you to think about is I want you to be the prime minister. I want you to be the Prime Minister of your team and I want you to have a team of advisors, your accountant, lawyer, property manager, perhaps an Opus advisor. And you know your team, they are going to give you the information, they're going to give you ad the advice that is going to allow you as the Prime Minister of your portfolio to make that final decision about what are you going to do about it. Because that is the sort of mindset that is going to allow you to have a full-time job, have your kids, Enjoy lead your, your busy life, life. go out for dinner and not be interrupted. Yeah, and perhaps actually enjoy life as you go along it. Hey, imagine that. And still own these properties that are going to not cause you too much stress. That is the reason why I often encourage people, especially those who are just starting out and perhaps worried about all of those little things, take that investor mindset as opposed to a landlord mindset. Hey, look, we're going to wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the Property Academy podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you're looking for some help with your portfolio, if you're looking to expand it or start investing in property in 2022, you might like to come in for a portfolio planning session. Hey, you know what? I'm just going to drop a link into the show notes where you can read all about that. Complimentary session with our team. Tap or swipe over the cover art. Link's in there. Or just go to opuspartners.co.nz. listening to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Steve McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichols. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time, 